Hello, everybody, again. I know we just spoke about an hour ago, but I am uh, back with you all again. Again, Chris Rivera, Director of Client Relations with Integrity. Uh, appreciate you taking some time to join us. Uh, the, wherever you are, hope you're safe and sound. Um, again, I'm in New York City and, and looking forward to uh, a little bit of a break during this year-long tax season coming up this weekend. And so I want to introduce my guest. I have with me Joey Ryan, who's the CFO at Gilded. And today, you know, we're going to be talking about digital assets, uh, blockchain, and cryptocurrency. So we'll kind of break down the basics and then um, uh, help educate on how this all works. And hopefully you enjoy it. But first, you know, let's uh, introduce Joey. Joey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're, I know you're out in New Orleans and uh, yeah, take it away. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, happy to be here. And thanks everyone for uh, joining and checking out uh, the episode today. So yeah, so I am a CPA accountant. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully one of one of many here listening. Uh, I worked in public accounting. So I feel everyone's pain out there. Uh, I've been I've been there with you guys. I've been in the trenches. I've I've uh, done done the work. So i um, been in y'all's shoes. Um, I worked I worked as a financial statement auditor for 10 years, worked at EY, worked at RSM, um, you know, some of the larger firms out there uh, and, and got a really good, uh, you know, vast variety of kind of industry experience through there. Um, but really what how I got started getting into crypto and blockchain was during 2017 when kind of everybody and, and their mom was, uh, you know, buying Bitcoin on Coinbase and. Um, just kind of riding it and, and seeing what happens kind of when the initial, you know, hype cycle started. But I really got into it, uh, not just from kind of the, the, the Bitcoin angle, but more of the accounting angle. Uh, this was when like the Journal of Accountancy, the AICPA was putting out all of those uh, kind of their weekly newsletters were all about blockchain and crypto and how this is going to really impact accounting and really, you know, kind of flip accounting on its head, the accounting industry on its head, and, uh, you know, really change the, the accounting landscape going forward. So I was like, all right, what's this about? Like how, you know, if our jobs are going to change, I should probably learn about what this like internet money stuff is, you know? So, so I kind of went down the rabbit hole from that, that angle. And that's when I really discovered kind of the power of blockchain and crypto and really how that's the future of finance and transaction and kind of transactional rails, payment rails uh, and accounting going forward. So uh, once I really understood that and the understood the implications that it, it actually is going to have on accounting going forward, that's when I was like, well, I really need to get involved in this industry like ASAP kind of from from the ground up. So uh, I've met my other co-founders of Gilded here in New Orleans, actually at the uh, Ethereum meetup that we had running here in New Orleans. So we had the idea, the initial idea of crypto invoicing, crypto payments combined with kind of the tracking and accounting aspect. That was kind of our loose, uh, if you want to call it like V.01 of what we were, basically our idea, what we were trying to build. And uh, we were fortunate enough to where we, we got into a, the Techstars uh, Accelerator, blockchain accelerator program in New York City last year 2019 so we spent three months up there really honing in on customer discovery discovery 
product, kind of the space, the crypto accounting space, crypto payment space at that time. And this was when kind of DeFi was still early. Uh, stable coins were still early. Like people, some people were like stable coin believers back then, but a, a lot of people were skeptics. And then, you know, a couple months, uh, I'd say six months into 2019 is when stable coins really started taking off. And that, that kind of started laying the framework a little more clearly for what we are building uh, today. And what we actually have today uh, at Gilded is we are the business uh, infrastructure and layer for businesses to be able to transact utilizing digital currency, cryptocurrency. So right now, today, there's no business applications out there where if you're a business trying to transact in crypto, utilize the advantages of digital currency for payment the speed, transparency, and, and low cost uh, as you're sending payments to remote teams, uh, if you have remote payroll, rem you know, vendors across the world as you're kind of, you know, a global business now, right, operating globally. Uh, if you want to utilize the kind of digital currency payment rails, again, to take advantage versus the older traditional payment rails and not pay your $40 wire, not pay all your FX fees utilizing digital currency, we make that super easy for business to be able to implement that into their existing kind of operating structures. Love it. Wow. Yeah. It's an incredible value that you, uh, you provide. So uh, with Gilded and so let's take a step back. And um, sometimes uh, the clients that we work with, they're just kind of starting their practice or you know, have an idea or inheriting a practice and they might not be too familiar with it. We hear about it a lot, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's only a decade mm -hmm. old at this point, right? Yep. So uh, blockchain, right? That's kind of like the foundation. So can you give it to us in like uh, uh, an account for dummies kind of kind of aspect of it just for blockchain? Yeah, so what I tell my all my accountant friends uh, is that Blockchain is one giant open general ledger that anybody can participate in and transactions that occur or transferring a value, whatever you want to call it in, in, in and out, right? A transaction transfer of value, anything that occurs on the blockchain is immutable. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be like hacked into, can't be changed, et cetera. So a good way to think of it is like, uh, a giant for, for like us uh, auditors, accountants that are familiar with like internal control structures, et cetera. Think of it as like um, a black box of transactions that can't be changed, black box. Uh, and if you have the proper controls of the transactions going in, right, going into the transaction to the black box. So like payroll processing, right? Same thing. If you have the controls over transactions going into the blockchain, to verify that you have good data going in. So you have like a trend, like somebody that has access to a wallet to send Bitcoin to vendor XYZ, you know, they're not doing it fraudulently, et cetera. If you have the proper organizational and business controls and internal controls over that kind of structure, like payment structure, similar to any AP system, right? To verify that, okay, this transaction was properly executed or was input into the system properly. Then once it's executed through the blockchain, you can you know that the blockchain is processing that transaction correctly and the data coming out of it to, to basically process it and verify it is correct. 
So if you have the controls going into it and then the controls coming out of it, meaning you have the proper bookkeeping controls in place to record that transaction into your accounting system within the correct classifications, then you can run the system properly. But it's like any other type of payment process, right? You have to do kind of the same thing you know, for wires, ACH checks, et cetera. You need to have proper controls as a business. So if you have those controls in place, the blockchain is the same thing. What the blockchain provides in value for anybody trying to use it for payments is that you can send millions and millions of dollars to anybody across the world instantaneously. There's no, there's no middleman. So the blockchain takes away control of the middleman and it becomes a transaction between the sender and the receiver. So there's no clearing house. The blockchain is the clearing house, right? So by taking away the middleman, you're taking away those, those large fees. So the fee, you can send a million dollars to somebody in India, you know, to a software developer in India for pennies on the dollar, which is huge, right? You're not sending wire fees. You're not, there's no FX fees. That's, that's huge. So that's one speed. It occurs almost instantaneously. The, the blocks get mined, which is by mind, it basically means tr- process. Same thing as right. being process, clearing, et cetera. Just think of mining. When anybody talks about mining, it's being processed. So yep. the blocks get mined and processed onto the blockchain. Uh, every uh, Each blockchain is different, but Bitcoin transactions can clear in 30 minutes. Ethereum, it depends, et cetera. But pretty instantaneously, you're talking about uh, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes, whatever, around there, depending upon how fast or slow the network is. Whereas obviously sending something internationally can take days and may not even clear. You're going to have issues with the bank, et cetera. You have three different banks taking a piece of the pie, a lot going on. So speed, uh, low cost, and then transparency. You can actually view your transaction being confirmed on the blockchain real time. So you have transparency into the payment being sent, being processed. Uh, Whereas obviously with the bank, you have no idea. You're talking to some guy that's <laughs> trying waiting. to let's yeah that's trying to figure it out. So those three benefits are huge for businesses that deal uh, internationally, uh, either All with right. a remote team or you know paying vendors, paying customers, interna- or receiving uh, money from customers internationally. Love it. Well said. Yeah, and the being able to control the money themselves is is, a, is, is, is very important. I mean, you don't have. To rely on a company like you said a bank government fees other controls right that that we're that we're currently in so it's refreshing to see how you 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 have the ability one to to uh to see it happening step by step but also the security aspect of it right it's the secure this is far and be, far and beyond just the most secure out there and can you talk about why is that and how is that yeah so to not try to get too technical because I'm yeah. not a software developer. I just know it from the accountant finance angle. So yep. the blockchain is a basically a network of distributed nodes. Node node equals computer. <laughs> so Perfect. think of uh, basically thousands and thousands of computers as blocks are mined basically that code gets copied to all of those thousands of computers and it's that exact same code. So thousands and thousands of different computers for each blockchain uh, or depending upon who's participating in the blockchain, basically have carbon copies of a blockchain. You can spin up, it's called spinning up a node or you can 
run it, run a blockchain, download uh, the whole entire history of a blockchain on your computer and like become a node itself to like validate that transactions are occurring. So, but by doing that, it takes away kind of the honeypot of a centralized system, right? So right. if a company has an internally centralized system, it gets attacked, you know, all you have to have is one attacker that comes in, they right. get access in and all of a sudden they can change any transactions completely screw right. everything up and you're, you're screwed. Right. But with yep. a decentralized network, when you have thousands and thousands of copies <laughs> of yeah. transactions, right. A hacker can't go into one. If they change one, all these other computers know yeah, that that one thousands. is wrong. Yeah. yeah. So the only That's way awesome. that, you know, people say like, Oh, can't like blockchains be hacked. Like, all these hacks that you hear about, you hear about Bitcoin, like that's, that's just like literally clickbait headlines. Bitcoin hacks is not like a thing. Like the only way a blockchain can be quote unquote hacked. If you look at blockchain as a system is right. somebody has to have control of 51% of all of the computers out there. If somebody controls 51%, then they can, can right. Then they can theoretically control the, the transactions that occur after that. Yeah. But when you're talking about how big a lot of these public blockchains are, and there's a difference between public and private blockchains, but we're just talking right. public blockchains. Right. With so many validated decentralized computers, a 51% hack is like super, let's just say it's super hard to achieve right now. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Especially if you just have, you get into, you know, one building to, to break into the bank, it's simple. But if you had to break into, that building and then you, there were six, uh, a thousand exactly. other buildings right a after it. Other buildings it's going to take yeah, a while yeah, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. through all that. Right. And by then someone's going to catch on. <laughs> yep. So exactly. awesome. Now, exactly. yep. well said. So uh, then let's talk a little bit about the, the cryptocurrency. So uh, there are a lot out there. And you mentioned Bitcoin. Are there some in development stages? Can you just talk about that on some uh, basic Yeah. Level? So like, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, on a basic level, a cryptocurrency is just the way to transfer value across these blockchains, right? So to start okay. having transactions across blockchains. And that was the initial, if you read the uh, Bitcoin white paper from 2009, oh God, almost forgot what year, what year uh, it was started, but well, the original Bitcoin white paper started by Satoshi Nakamoto. His idea was having a free open system that anybody can participate in to transfer value freely across the network and eliminate a, it eliminates the double spend problem. Um, so you can't, I can't have like one Bitcoin and send that same Bitcoin, like just say it's like serial number one. I can't send right. that to you, Chris. I can't send that same one to like five different people, like, right. like you know, fraudulently, you know, basically creating the same one and sending it to five right. blockchain, blockchain eliminates that. Um, and it, again, secures the transaction. So by having that peer-to-peer -peer system, that's, that was the original kind of creation on that. So the cryptocurrencies are, again, just the way to transfer value across those networks initially. So by now, there are a ton of different cryptocurrencies out there. And this gets into right. like this whole DeFi movement that's starting now where people have on the Ethereum blockchain basically figured out how they can create value and offer basically, if you want to call it like decentralized, give uh, my I'll stake or give my five Bitcoin to this uh, protocol, whether it's a centralized exchange 
or some decentralized uh, smart contract. I'm starting to get into the weeds here. I'll probably lose people. But let's just say you take that five Bitcoin and you're basically lending it like it's, it's a bank, right? You're depositing it. And then either through a centralized unit or a decentralized protocol that's already code written into the contract, they lend it out. And they're able to give you interest rates on your your Bitcoin that you basically give them. When I say give, that's uh, I'm not going to get into whether you are actually giving it or you're still holding it in your wallet, et cetera. That's a different conversation. But uh, you can get interest up to 8 10% some different places. So it's huge, right? Like, I mean, today you hold your cash in your uh, checking account at Chase or Bank of America, whatever. You're paying like nothing, right? Literally nothing. So these (laughs) protocols, yeah, literally. You can earn interest on your Bitcoin. You can earn interest on your Ethereum. And as the value of those tokens go up, you're obviously earning more interest because the interest is based on the value, the price of the token at at like a specific point in time. So that's just one instance. There's a lot going on in the space where you're, yeah, can lock up different things. But let's just say that Right now, the kind of banking, financial products that are coming out in the space are super, super interesting. And I think it's only going to get bigger. And it's attracting more and more people, obviously, because of the interest generated from these tokens, et cetera, and where this thing can go. Um, So there's a lot going on in that space. But for simple purposes, sending and receiving crypto uh, can be utilized for any, any firm, any business. Uh, and you can, you know, you're going to have, you're going to start having clients as we have accounting firms that are listening here. You're going to start having clients yeah. that are either going to start transacting in crypto, holding right. crypto, et cetera. And you need to understand the ramifications of, of each. So in a nutshell, for tax purposes, crypto in the United States is taxed as property. So think of like, you can just relate that to like, basically think of like paying or receiving like stock. You have to uh, calculate cost basis and uh, track or calculate a gain or loss each time you send or receive one of those transactions. So uh, for accounting purposes, what accounts need to start to understand is how do you track cost basis? How do you record gain loss? Right. Um, you know, is it short term, long term? Those tracking purposes for tax purposes. For gap purposes, it's recorded as an intangible asset. Um, whole set of rules that are different, but intangible assets. You guys have a toolkit on your site too, right? A toolkit. For yes, exactly. Right? So we, we have a toolkit for accountants. That's one of the things that uh, at Gilded we do is we help businesses be able to track and account for digital assets, uh, digital assets meaning crypto and sync those yep. transactions into your existing accounting system. So we help like automate that process for businesses awesome. uh, or for accountants that are doing bookkeeping for businesses or anything of that source. And we have uh, a resource page and accountant toolkit to help uh, kind of like, you know, 101, like what is crypto? How do we start tracking this? What do I need to know as an accountant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Because I know a lot of people, maybe a lot of people listening to this are like, oh, I've heard about blockchain and crypto for like five years. Like when's it coming? When's it coming? Like I don't yeah. care until, you know, like right. my a lot of start coming to me with yeah, until and and I, I get it. Like again, I've been in there and I understand that yeah. until your clients start coming to you, like actually with crypto on their books, you don't right. care because it doesn't affect right. you. You're so focused exactly. on got to get this audit done, got to get this tax done, moving on, moving yeah. on, moving on. But I'm trying to 
help accountants realize that this is coming. Like it's coming. It's the matter of when, not if, and it's coming a lot faster yeah. than people realize. Uh, the government actually, two things the government did or two regu regulatory things, regulatory things that just popped up. One, uh, the OCC just uh, a few weeks ago said that banks can now uh, actually custody crypto. So that's huge. Um, any wow. FDIC covered bank can now start custodying crypto. So they're going to start custodying crypto, offering these crypto products, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to see that coming rapidly. And two, wow. a lot of people don't realize that in the first stimulus bill that government was going to, when the government for the CARES Act, when the government gave everybody their $1,200 checks, they were actually yep. going to, in the first draft of that bill, they actually were going to send everybody $1,200 via digital currency. They were going to yeah. give everybody a, basically a wallet address and send everybody yep. $1,200 via digital currency because that's the quickest, easiest way to get it. Yep. Now, obviously that didn't get passed, but the fact that they put that in there really shows how far along or forward looking or close, yeah, how close the government is to really like making this mainstream, creating digital dollars, yep. moving from this analog system to digital. So uh, it's coming a lot quicker than people realize. And right. as accountants, this is a great opportunity for a new revenue stream for your accounting firm. If you yeah. already have a good knowledge or a good working knowledge of how crypto works, how to account for it uh, yep. for gap purposes, how to account for it for tax purposes. And you start having clients that coming that are coming to you with these questions. You're already a step yeah. ahead of the game. You are, you're going to bring in new clients that are going to have these issues and you're going to be able to start solving these issues, start creating again, almost like a new revenue stream. It could be a new advisory yeah. stream where you're advising the market on. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's a, it's a brand new marketing opportunity. that they're the specialists. Exactly. It's right a now, new they're hesitant and just firms. waiting for them to come. They're just waiting, and then it's mm -hmm. like, "All right, I'll get back to you once I study this." Right. But right, you know, right. get ahead of the game. You know, be the be the expert. The tools are out there. The resources are out there, and you could be remote, right? Your team's remote. Yeah, we're remote, um, and that's 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 a big part of it, right? So we're uh, we're a team that's that's fully remote. We have uh, individuals or, or team members here in the United States. We have team members over in Europe, so we're fully remote and you can do this, you know, awesome. remote is the way, the way to go, right? You know, you can obviously with the coronavirus that pushed everybody, you know, forward right. five years to this kind of fully remote uh, environment that we're operating in. And, and, you know, there's huge benefits, right? Cost savings, et cetera, meetings, et cetera, that you can take with anybody across the world. And that, that, that applies with digital currency as well, right? Like everybody's yep. moving digital sending payments to people across the world we're, we're yep. globally connected we've been globally connected yep. but now we're now globally connected now more than ever so by having exactly. this globally connected transfer of value uh you know being able to pay teams remotely being able to pay vendors remotely doing that seamlessly easily that's that's the future yeah and you you uh so you're remote and you're obviously europe um you know, india you have some offshore staff as well and how's that experience been? It's just been a, a seamless integration into your company, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, you know as a startup, uh, it's it's super easy to you know utilize the communication methods we have today, the Slacks, yeah. uh, the Messengers, Teams, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, everybody you know coordinates through you know UTC time, etc. 
and by utilizing kind of global workforce, you're able to tap yeah. into uh, a higher power of people. Right now, you're not just now you're not just saying, "Hey, I need a software developer," and they have to be in New Orleans or New York or wherever. Right. 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 Now you're actually getting a higher talent pool because you're global. It's like I need a software developer from anywhere in the world. Bottom. All of a sudden, your talent pool just got huge. So yeah. global remote work not only provides less costs on infrastructure, less costs on the back end, but obviously gives you access to a, a much greater and much better talent pool to where you can um, really move your business forward. Yeah, there's a lot of clients that I work with um, that are in the smaller rural areas or they just can't find local talent or they can't find an experience enough local talent. And you're absolutely right. You know, it's, this pandemic has opened up the eyes that it's just simply not a um, American workforce, it's a global work, workforce. And there's just so much talent out there. And as long as they're dependable, skilled, um, and, and able to you just um, uh, work with you on, you know, being personable, it's, it's just like hiring anybody locally or in your office. There's no difference. And so um, yeah. I'm glad you said that. And, and um, so it, winding down now, I got a few more minutes. Um, you, I, I learned a lot today, so I hope our audience learned a lot. I, so we appreciate that. Um, and Guild is a great resource for this. Um, any other final thoughts or anything else you want to say? Uh, no, if you guys have questions, please reach out to me. Uh, Twitter, Joey T. Ryan. Uh, LinkedIn, at Joey T. Ryan. Uh, you can check us out at gilded.finance is our website. Twitter, Gilded, at Gilded Finance. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm happy to help all accountants kind of start getting used to, start educating them, you guys, on what's coming, where we're at, where we're going, and really help you guys kind of build that knowledge base to uh, you know push a new kind of revenue stream forward and, and stay exactly. on top of kind of the new happenings. So. Exactly. Spot on. Well, awesome. Yeah, this was... Uh episode 11 of uh, our hashtag BKOT, how to build a kick-ass offshore team. Um, I hope everyone really enjoyed Joey's um, uh, presence today and, and speaking about this. And yeah, I mean, he obviously knows what he's talking about. So if you need to get more details, please reach out to him. Um, and, and just the, the idea too of building a kick-ass offshore team, remote aspect, offshore aspect of it, having access to this talent. Um, you know, Integrity has the resources in place for the staff to help you out. So learn from Joey and then get the staff through Integrity. And then did your firm be sky's the limit, right? So again, right. Joey, thank you for joining so much. Absolutely. Uh, to speak with yeah. you in the future. And um, that's it, folks. So we're going to sign off. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the holiday and be safe and peace out. Take care.